Hello, and welcome to Calming the Chaos podcast, where we talk with people around the world who can help you find peace in a chaotic world. I'm your host, Tracy Canella, licensed mental health counselor, certified eating disorder specialist, and advanced clinical hypnotherapist. Calming the Chaos podcast is for those who want self-help resources and education. It's not a substitute for counseling or psychotherapy. So if you like what you hear, please subscribe and share it with your friends. Thanks so much for listening. And now, let the chaos begin. In this episode of Calming the Chaos, I'll be talking to Lauren Dreher, and she is a mindset coach. She's also an author and a speaker, and she lives in Kansas, and we're going to be having a talk about her and how she's learned to do mindset shifting, and will teach us a couple of tools that we can use and also give us some resources from her website and other areas. Welcome, Lauren. Hi. Hello. Welcome to Calming the Chaos. Are you ready for this? Let's do it. All right. Yeah. So you are uh, in Kansas and you've talked to me a little bit about uh, what you do and how you've gotten to the place that you're at. Uh, where do we want to start? Where so to start, I was born with birthmarks, which they thought would potentially turn uh, cancerous. And so it was recommended to my parents to get them off as soon as possible. That led me to go through about six or seven surgeries by the time I was about six. And from that point, I had very uh, visible facial scars that um, covered most of my left cheek and they were, the skin was very tight, so it pulled my eye down. And growing up with that from about the age of six, and, you know, at that point, I didn't really wear any makeup, so they were very visible, they were rough, and a little bit discolored. And that led me to have a lot of um, negative self-conscious talk. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was actually a really happy kid, so it was very odd because, you know, no one would have expected that would have happened. But every time I went to the bathroom or saw a mirror or anything like that, mm -hmm. you know, I looked at myself and saw uneven eyes and scar lines and thought, you know, I looked different. I never got to the point that I said I was ugly, thank goodness, but mm -hmm. I looked and said, you're different. And, you know, as I would be in a store with my parents or whatever, I would see kids next to me and, you know, tugging on their parents' shirts and looking at me and saying something probably to the extent of, you know, why does she look like that? Mm -hmm. I didn't hear them, but in my head, that's what they were asking. So all of those things all through my childhood just kind of built themselves up in my head. And mm -hmm. apparently it took away a lot of um, self-worth, confidence, because, you know, I went through all school and all throughout college, and I just, I didn't have that... Uh, self-confidence of saying, you know, I can do some of these things. I can do hard things. And it showed through. Mm. I kept getting all these opportunities and I'd say, I, I can't do that. There's no way I could do that. 
and it would come through in even after college going through interviews and I just walked in you know looking probably like a sad puppy and you know I'd go through it to the best of my ability and I got where I needed to be but I wasn't doing something that I really enjoyed doing so I found myself mid-20s sitting at my desk saying this is not where I'm supposed to be and so I made a list and I thought, okay, no matter how crazy it sounds, what could I be? Out of about six or seven things, I came up with two that I said, okay, either one of these might possibly work. Those were a personal chef and a public speaker. So I called my mother who is also a dreamer, yet a realist with me. She gave me what she thought were the roadblocks and said, you could do both of those. I came away saying, I'm going to be a public speaker. I am going to, um, you know, give courage and motivation and inspire people to get past their image and develop confidence in themselves and realize that, you know, how, how they feel on the inside is what really matters. How you feel on the outside will come with that. Mm-hmm. And I started doing things to... Uh, develop my message while I was doing those things. I started making the changes in my own life to develop, you know, my own confidence and say, I better, you know, work on some of these things. If I'm going to be, you know, talking to people and saying, do this, I need to figure it out for myself. So I took that deep dive and I made all of the changes. And I can tell you for a fact, it has drastically changed me Um, my life, how I do things. And it has been really scary and so amazing. Mm. And, you know, here we are now and I probably never would have imagined that I could have done the things that I have done, but you take action and you can do it. Wow, what a great story that was, and just so much to pack in there. When you think about a girl who knows that she's different and can sense that and see it, and then also feels the energy of other people, say in in the store or other kids, then that's when the negative messaging kind of begins. Not, Not necessarily because it came from them, but it's the interpretation that the mind makes about what's going on, right? Yes. Yeah. And so you grew up and at one point in time, you you actually got your degree in two areas, uh, family studies and human services. You got a bachelor degree in both of those areas, right? It was very interesting because I went to school thinking with the original major of bakery science, realized that I was not a hard science person. And um, my parents really wanted me to, you know, stay there for the experience because I thought about switching schools and doing something different. And so we found something and I, I went to that major and all of a sudden I started loving most of my classes and it's never going to be all, but I started loving the, uh, the subjects and the content and learning about, you know, the dynamics of people and how we work on all different levels. And 
you know, all of a sudden, I never really liked school, but I was excelling at it at that point because I had found something that clicked in my head. And I said, yeah, I actually like doing all this stuff. Great. Well, and I think that when we go to school, sometimes we gravitate toward a path and then we decide, oh no, why did I ever get into this? And, you know, I think that that's part of where mindset shifting happens as well, because there's, there can be a lot of chaos just figuring out where we want to go in life and which direction, and then going on a path and thinking, oh, wow, I don't like it. And then shifting your mind. It sounds right. like what you did was you appreciated what you were going through and made lemonade out of lemons, so to speak, right? Yeah. You know, I, I've always kind of been the person to, you know, just, I've always been the follower and I just kind of did it. And everybody said, oh, you should do this. You should do this. And I said, yeah, okay. Like I, I like to make cupcakes. Let's go, you know, major in making cupcakes. And that's not what it was at all. And so I kind of found myself in that place of like, these are what, this is what everybody else wants me to do. But I had no idea what I wanted to do. So I found myself kind of in that hard spot. And then somehow I found my way into something that I enjoyed. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was a very odd feeling of suddenly I'm like, oh, this is actually something that, you know, I enjoy reading about rather than just, you know, printing out some slides of some math equations and being like, yeah, okay, cool. There's some numbers on here, but this doesn't mean anything to me. And like, I hate this. Mm -hmm. So it was definitely a point of me starting to say, I don't know that I want to, I want to do something that I want to do, not necessarily be where everybody else thinks I should be. And that's a, that's a very hard thing to come by. Were you being pushed into certain directions or suggested into certain directions? Probably a gentle, gentler way to say that by some people. And if so, how did you say to them, like, listen, this is my path and I'm going to go and this is my way. I was just trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And so we looked at the college that I wanted to go to and um, bakery science was, um, I went to K-State in Kansas and they were one of the only universities in the country that had that program. And it was uh, very renowned. And I was like, oh, okay, if I can graduate with this, you know, I will be able to get a great job and, um, you know, be able to provide for myself and do all of those things. And I didn't really think about it. So I'm like, yeah, okay, great. Bakery science sounds great. Why not? And then I got to the classes and I'm like, I hate all of this. I don't like any of it. And my parents wanted me to have that, um, that life experience of, you know, being on my own and making it on my own because that's the first time a lot of us are really on our own and able to make our own time. And so they really wanted me to stay there and have that experience 
and be able to succeed for myself. And I was, didn't used to be the most motivated person. I was kind of like, yeah, okay, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. It didn't actually come until my late 20s when I was sitting in that job when I said, what do I want? What, where do I want to go? Not what does everybody else want me to do? Where do I want to go? And it took a lot of, um, it took a lot for me to do that. It took me being in a not so great place for me to say, and I love this quote, but it was for me to figure out that uh, the pain of staying where I was was greater than the pain of changing to where I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And so I said, yeah, I would rather go through the pain of changing than staying where I am and just keep going on this path. Yeah, it sounds like you got to a point where you realized there was going to be pain either way. Yep. And so what you decided to do was to change yourself. Yep, I kind of said, you know, this is this is not where I'm supposed to be. And I got really sick. I was waking up angry and that makes for some really long days. Mm-hmm. And so I just said, how can I fix this? I'm not an angry person, but I'm waking up angry and like I don't and I don't enjoy my job. I want to do things that I enjoy. And you know, everybody around me, I probably wasn't very fun to be around because it was exhausting for me and probably everybody else. So, you know, I just kind of got to that point and I'm like, okay, what do I got to do to fix this? Because I don't like where I am right now. I don't like who I am and some something's got to change. Yeah. So that's the very first step, right? Is awareness that something Mm -hmm. needs to change and then the courage to be able to say, all right. And I think you said you'd made a list at one point in time of where, where you might want to be and then do that exploration. How did you get to the point to where you started to learn about mindset and mindset shifting? That was making that list was sort of the starting point. And I had, um, I'd kind of started listening and um, being aware of what podcasting was at that point. Um, I, I was working from home and so I needed something to drown out all the crap that was in my head. And so I started listening to people that were, um, I started with actually a girl that teach used to be a beach body trainer and I did her program and then I loved her and I loved her energy. And so I started, I found out that she had a podcast. So I started listening to it, which led to more. And I started realizing that I, that gave me a little energy. Um, and then one day, uh, right, just after I think I made that list of what could I do, I was, I remember the day, the morning, so vividly because I came up from, I had the DVDs at that point of Beachbody, so I came up from doing the DVDs and it was early and I was just like, how am I already in this thing of like, I don't want to go to work, I don't want to do this. And I was 
making excuses to why why I was mad at all these people and why all these things were their fault. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. This like I can barely make it through my days because I'm so angry. So I went upstairs to my desk. I took a probably seven-year-old little spiral notebook off my shelf and I just started writing. And I probably wrote for about 10 minutes and nobody should ever look at whatever I wrote in my journal at that point because it was angry and it was, you know, this person sucks for doing this and why, why is this happening? And like all of this anger, but it was insane because probably about 10 minutes later, I was about ready to clock into work. I finished and it felt like this weight had just been lifted off of me. And I sat up, I'm like, whoa, okay. I gotta start doing this more often if that's how I feel after I just sit and just write out whatever I'm thinking. And I probably, after about two weeks, I started to realize that the things that I was angry about were not worth being angry about. I started realizing that I was blaming people for things that weren't their fault. It was me not wanting to take ownership of it. And the more I started doing that, that is between me writing in a journal for 10 minutes every morning and listening to all of anything I could that was speaking positivity into me, between both of those things, my mindset started to shift and I started to say, oh, this is just some things that I need to do internally. And, you know, I started saying, I realized that I was looking to a lot of people for validation instead of finding it within me. And the more I did all of those things, people just started to say, you can do anything. You can do what you want. But I also used to be that person that said, after I read this book, after I watch this movie, everything's going to change. My life is going to be different. And then I would finish whatever watching it or reading it and i'm like why is it not changing because you can watch anything you can read anything you can listen to anything but if you don't take the action to change it yourself nothing changes hmm. and i figured that out and i started making the decisions for myself i started taking the actions to make the things happen i started to do the the hard things that nobody wants to do I started saying, okay, you're going to have to get out of your comfort zone and bite it and do it. And I started to do that. And I tell you what, my mindset started to shift. I started being like, oh, okay, I can do all of these things and it's not going to kill me. Like I might have a pit in my stomach for a little bit, but I'm fine now. And I realized that after I started pushing that comfort zone, the comfort zone grew and I wasn't any longer scared to do some of those things. Mm -hmm. And the longer I've done it, the easier things have gotten. And the more I realized that I can't necessarily control what comes in to my brain and the things that I hear, but I can sure as heck 
manage what I do with it, how it, how it affects me essentially, and what I choose to actually believe. You purged out the negativity and then through the podcasting and your own sort of reprogramming yourself and your thinking, put in the positive. And I know that you're a big fan of positive psychology and that you follow podcasters who are motivational speakers. So that was the, I guess, what you wanted to populate yourself with as you were purging out the negativity or those negative messages. And then the other really important part of your message is that you, at some point in time, you realize, hey, this is on me mm -hmm. and I've got to make the choice to, to either uh, stay on this rock or hop to another one and then do the work and not be afraid to do the work. And after you did the work for a little while, it became easier to do the work. You know, I, I just finished a book uh, called Wind in the Dark, and it has such a great visual of that because it has, it's teaching this little boy in this book that momentum is always going to be hard. And it gave the visual of getting the bus moving. And, you know, you can, it's really hard to maybe push something and get that momentum going. And you're going to want to give up and you're going to want to say, you know, I quit. This is too hard. But once you get it moving, it's so much easier to keep up that momentum. And that's exactly what I have found with everything that I do. And, you know, it takes patience. It takes habits. It takes consistency, but it's always really hard and it takes work mm -hmm. to start doing anything, to form that new habit, to change a habit, to change how you think, to change that mindset. It, to everything, honestly, everything worth doing is probably going to be hard and it's going to take momentum. But once you have that habit and you have that momentum, it's so much easier to keep it going and you know we're all human and i've seen a lot of people say yeah i just i lost momentum and i'm just kind of done but mm -hmm. if you if you've already got it programmed in a little bit it's actually not as hard to jump back on even if you've lost a little bit of that momentum and i think people myself included have gotten so frustrated at some points when you know, you fall off the wagon or the bus or whatever you want to say and just stop and instead mm -hmm. say, no, I'm going to go back to the basics. I'm going to read, you know, take a couple of days and reform that habit. And then it's wired in again. Mm -hmm. But once you for make that habit formation, once you get going, it's so much easier. Once your brain is like, oh, okay, I already know how to do this. Yeah, we can do that. We can start this again. And then you can get right back on track. But yeah, starting something new and learning how to do all that is, it's always going to be hard. But like we were talking about a minute ago, what's, what's harder, staying in the place that you don't want to be in or maybe changing something up every once in a while and getting to where you want to be. 
Yeah, that's, you know, a lot of the clients I work with don't even recognize that they have this sort of negative messaging that is due to programming either from their environment, though, so they've directly received negative messaging from other people, or they, and this is more uh, to, to what you experienced, is that the sensing happens and then the interpretations happen and the negative messaging comes from our own interpretations and negative self talk. Yeah. So then here is this, I'm different and that's not good or it's bad even, I'm not good enough. That's a really big core belief with people who struggle with depression and anxiety, I'm not good enough or I don't belong, I'm not like them, I can't do this, I'm unworthy. I mean, the list goes on and on and on, but those yeah. are the types of negative messaging sometimes people aren't even aware of. And I'm wondering, how were you able to become aware that all of this stuff was going on within your own mind? It, it took me a long time once I actually started working and actually, I believe it came through the more I journaled and realized that I had all of that stuff. Cause like you said, I had no idea that it was there. I had a, I had a great childhood. I was a happy kid and I had no idea that all of a sudden it was coming out of like, I'm not good enough or I don't deserve this or whatever. But we have such a tendency to want and need to fit in with everybody. And I, I could fit in, but it was in that, I was in that place where I'm like, yeah, okay, well I can fit in, but do I want to like, does this, is this where I want to be? I can, but I don't really want to. And the more I started journaling and processing all of the things that were jumbling in my mind, the more I realized that I'm like, I maybe it's good to be different. Maybe I can thrive being different. And, you know, if all these things are the things that I want to do, yeah, maybe the less beaten path, but why the heck can't I do that? And I started realizing that maybe I'm supposed to be different. And the more I started to allow myself to embrace being that different person and doing the things that I felt um, called to or pulled to or however you want to word that, the more I started actually doing those things, the more I started like it gave me energy instead of being somewhere that it sucked it out. I started doing things. I'm like, Oh, this gives me energy. This, you know, if I take a break and do this in the middle of the day, all of a sudden, like I'm pepped up and I'm excited. I'm in the zone. And so I'm like, Oh, and it was very weird because it was nothing that I've ever thought about enjoying before. Like I started writing and writing became fun and therapeutic and all these other things. I've never written before. And I started thinking, oh, I actually enjoy being different. 
And then I started one of my biggest blocks and I'm still working through this on a daily basis of letting go of the opinions of everyone else mm -hmm. and what they think, say, whatever about what I'm doing. But it also comes with letting go of the things that, how I project, the things that I think that they are thinking about me, saying about me, mm -hmm. because I, I've always been such a person who I, as I put in my book, I am a recovering people pleaser. I used to drop anything I was doing to go do something or help somebody doing things, which not necessarily a bad thing, but it took me away from the things that I wanted to do, the things that, you know, gave me joy, the things that I was passionate about. And I, I realized that and I said, I need to start not necessarily caring about the people outside of me what they want me to do, what they think I should do. And that is really hard. I, I realized being quarantined in COVID that I was waiting for some people in my family to give me permission to be who I was becoming, even though I loved that person, but I was so terrified that they wouldn't, that I was just sitting waiting for permission. I'm like, why would I ask permission to be the person that I love to be? Hmm. Yeah, very hard to work through. You know, we're all working through stuff, but not all of us talk about it, right? <laughs> so yeah, I'm working through stuff and you're working through stuff and we are works in progress. I, I, I think that that's an awesome example, what you just said about this belief that you are different and that's somehow bad the mindset shift that you experienced was i am different and i actually enjoy being different that is a radical mindset shift from where you came from and then to top it off on that and this is the piece you're still working with is that that continuing to check in with who you are versus who everybody else thinks you should be right yeah, and honestly, I expect to be working through that till I'm gone. Because we all like we all want I feel like approval. And I don't usually make generalizations, but everybody wants some sort of approval and it may come from different places, but learning that the only approval you need is through yourself and that's really hard because very few people put themselves first and I know all about putting myself at the bottom of the list I have two small kids and a family but I I had to learn to be like okay I want things too not just everybody else so I'm gonna give myself permission to go after the things that I want to do and do I still have guilt about it every day that I have to work through? You bet. But I'm willing to do that because I think the things that I want are meant to help a lot of people. And that's 
you know, why I'm here. And I didn't, I didn't struggle through all of these things for nothing. And I am bound and determined to make that truth because for a long time, my thing was, why in the heck is all this happening to me? Why is, you know, why did, why was I the one born with the birthmarks? Why did I go through my childhood with all of those things and have to go through all that? And my mom told me at one point, and I haven't talked about this very much, and she's always told me that, you know, God gave me the the difficulty in childhood, but he also gave me the personality to deal with it. And I was like, oh, well, you know, that's sweet. And I kind of brushed it off. And it hasn't been till recently where I'm like, you know, she's really on point because I started thinking of this happened for me so that, you know, I had to go through all of like my childhood and work through all this stuff so that I could do this, mm -hmm. so that I could help whoever I need to help go through the exact same thing and work through their stuff because stuff is not easy. Mm -hmm. But I love being vulnerable. I love being able to share myself with somebody else, knowing that it might help them make that big breakthrough that they've been needing to make. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I, I'm out to make sure that my struggles, my story, my life has not just been something that happened to me. But it happened for you. I mean, again, I'm just struck by what a radical <laughs> mindset shift that is from victim mode, which we could just call it that. Yep. This is happening to me, poor me. Why did I get tasked with this difficulty mm -hmm. to this is happening for me so that I can show the world what I'm capable of and what you world are capable of, right? So that's a, it's a beautiful message. I had a guest on my podcast a couple weeks ago who said something to the effect of let your mess be your message. And, and anything that you perceive is your mess can actually be turned into your message. And it sounds like, again, another radical mind sh uh, mindset shift that changed your life. I've always been one to think, you know, why do I have to go to the hard things. And I've always kind of been one, I'm like, I don't, I don't want to do the hard things. But something that I've learned a lot recently is, you know, everybody goes through difficult things in their life. And I mean, God forbid the last, what, year and a half has been diff difficult on every single person's plate. But it has, it has taught me to find the opportunity in the difficulty because anybody can, you know, sit down and say, you know, this sucks. Everything sucks. I'm going to sit here and eat my Cheetos until it's over. Or we can say, yeah, this sucks, but how am I going to prosper through it? How am I going to make this work for me? Because that's hard. And most, a lot of people shy away from hard things, but 
most of the time you don't go through the storm for nothing. And hindsight's always twenty twenty, and so you get out of the storm, and you're like, oh, okay. So if you can learn to be in that storm and say, okay, what the heck am I supposed to get out of this? Like, this, this isn't fun, and fun for anybody, but I'm in it. So how can I, how can I make something of myself? through this. And I mean, you saw a lot of businesses have to shift and you saw a lot of people have to do what they had to do to change. And I mean, it's just like that. And I mean, I had to do the same thing, but it turns out I had to, um, I had to do a lot, a lot of mental work to be able to say, okay, here's where I'm supposed to be in all of this. And it took a lot of putting my pride and my ego aside because I was so headstrong and saying, I'm going to make this work just like this. And that's how it's going to be. And that's, that's not how life works. And it took a lot of me saying, okay, I'm done being frustrated. Obviously me trying to force my hand isn't getting me anywhere, but pissed off and frustrated. So how can I, how can I shift this and say, maybe where I'm going, maybe the path is a little bit different to get where I'm going than I originally imagined, because I sure as heck wouldn't imagine, you know, all the changes that we've all been through. And I'm like, that's not ideal for anybody. So the road's going to look a little bit different than I thought. And the more I let go of what I was trying to force and saying, okay, what am I, you know, where am I supposed to go? Maybe I do the work and then, as they say, let the, let the flowers grow from the seeds that you plant. Because you plant a whole lot and... After you plant something, you don't see it for a while, right? You have to water it. You have to take care of it. And you hope to God it grows. And you hope to God it it blossoms. But being able to have that mindset of, I'm going to do the work. And eventually, I'm going to see some things that I've been working on come to fruition. It's kind of the same thing. You do the hard work with yourself. And then when you least expect it, it's like, oh, I'm better. Oh, this stuff is starting to change me, change how I work, change how I see things. And I saw a lot of that. Wow, I I love that analogy too of the flowers and the seeds. And because we really don't know what's going to pop up, what is going to be more flourishing and what's not. I think a lot of chaos starts when you have these uh, negative messages that either you give yourself or the world gives you. Mm -hmm. They do cause a lot of chaos. And what you're saying is that if you come from a place of authentically being you and going in the direction that serves you and that you want to go into without listening to uh, other people's or 
uh, other people's opinions about you, paying attention to your own intuition, that there is probably a more of a, a peaceful space that you can exist in when you are in that versus the negative messaging space that is often very, very chaotic for people. That is the exact reason that I titled my book exactly what I did, because for a long time, um, that title was supposed to be Road Less Traveled, because I'm like, yeah, I'm taking the road less traveled, and I'm going to share with everybody why I did that. And towards the end, I was writing something one day, and I said, you know, for a long time, I've been learning to you know, take what everybody tells me, what I should do and what I need to do, all these things. I'm going to take it with a grain of salt. And then I'm going to go with my gut and do what, do what I feel is right. Maybe I take some of the, that advice. Maybe I don't, but I'm going to go with my gut and I'm not going to stop there. I'm going to keep right on going with what I feel is right. And it takes a lot of as cliche as it sounds, it takes a lot of courage to be able to say, I'm going to go with my gut. I get that you all are telling me that, you know, I'm crazy for doing this, but usually your gut will not mislead you. Mm -hmm. Usually you have that gut feeling, your gut instinct, they don't say it for nothing, that this is not what I'm supposed to do or this is not the right opportunity for me, or this is what I'm supposed to do, even though everybody is telling me I'm not supposed to do this. Because if I listened to that, I would have quit a long time ago. And I'm nowhere near. Yeah. I know one of your mottos is uh, don't throw in the towel. And uh, again, I love that this is the Lauren's book and it is go with your gut, then keep going. And so she has written this book all about, well, I think it's probably not all about intuition, but a pretty good part of it is, right? Yeah, you know, it, it contains a lot of, here's what I did to, you know, essentially go with my gut. And, you know, it's, I knew that I needed to reach out or branch out, or I needed to get help, whether it be a mentor or asking somebody a question that I'm like, I'm probably bothering them and being like, no, if I'm bothering them, they will tell me that, you know, they'll get back to me when they can or whatever. Because I used to be the person that said, I'm bothering them, so I'm not going to do it. Instead, I started saying, I'm going to reach out because, you know, what if they say I'm more than happy to help with this or you know, here are some resources. I love what you're doing. And, you know, finding, finding who you need to reach out to or who you need to connect with, um, you know, finding, as cheesy as it sounds, finding who you are and the things that you enjoy doing. And a lot of that came with I've talked a lot about doing, you know, all that mental work is I had to go back a little bit, a lot of it in my life and say, okay, all of these things that were taught throughout our life, 
what is serving me? What do I believe, whether that be, you know, something you do because your parents did it or something you were taught from a coach or school or whoever. And taking all of those things and saying, okay, that, that influenced me however many years ago. Does that still make sense now? Does that still apply to me now? Or do I still believe it? Because, I mean, back when I was 10, I don't like the things I liked when I was 10. We grow, we evolve, we mold with our time. And so learning to reprogram all the things that have been programmed into us through generations just because you know the kids learn from the parents and the parents learn from their parents and all of a sudden you're like well I don't know why my grandma did this or my great-grandma did this and you know I guess I don't have to do it this way but we get so defensive and uptight saying no this is how I've always done it so why would I ever do anything different well because it's not 60 years ago anymore you know Mm -hmm. I mean, now we carry around phones, we have computers, we have all this stuff that we didn't have how many years ago. And so it, it consumes, contains a lot of that. It contains a lot of, um, I put as much as I could, which is quite a bit into, you know, this is my old self. This is what led me to this mm -hmm. spot. And, you know, I talk a little bit about, um, faith and the people who influence you throughout your life, um, mentors, all the things that influenced me and helped me to get where I am. And, you know, naturally the end of it's a little bit of a kick in the butt of, and it's one of the things that really kicked me in the butt is only we can make the change. We expect so many people to do it for us. And the only person that can take the action and make the change is us. Mm -hmm. And you can expect, our, I mean, some people may help you, but we have to make that decision ourselves. And until you do that, nothing will change. Yes, and I and I appreciated the the book is available on Amazon. We'll have the link in the description for the video and also in the show notes for the podcast. And so here you are moving from victim to empowered, right? In in all of this mindset shifting that you do. Um, one question I wanted to ask is about fear because a yeah. lot of people do have fear of moving forward and they're just petrified, they're stuck. And I didn't know if you had any words of wisdom for anybody who may be in a position where they don't think they have intuition or they're just stuck. They don't know what direction that they uh, need to be going or should be going. And so they're just at a standstill. Well, first of all, I would relate to every one of those people. I used to be that paralyzed person that let fear control me and it's a terrifying place to be in i used to be there and the what i would say is fear will always find its way it's always found its way into my life somehow it it's creepy and it finds its way into just about everything when we start 
taking that action to get out of that comfort zone. And I would say, uh, get comfortable with it. Learn that it's only there to hold you back. And if you learn that it will be there, learn to, it's really scary and learn to embrace it and then say, <laughs> as ridiculous as this may sound, talk out loud about it because we make so many things up in our head of what could happen, what this person might say, what this person might do that terrifies us. And will some of that stuff come true? Probably not, but we like to paralyze ourselves, you know, obviously figuratively saying, what if this stuff happens? What if this comes true? And probably will not come true, but it is your brain's way of keeping you safe and in your comfort zone. So I would say, write it out mm -hmm. and expect it to come when you're doing something big, when you're taking action, when you're doing those hard things. And the more you do, the louder that fear will come in and try to stop you. But the more that you can say, I see you, I understand that you're here, and I'm going to choose to do what my motto is. It's on my phone. I have a reminder of it on my phone three times a day. And that is to be bold, be brave, and be confident. And sometimes I need that reminder to say, no, you can do this. And this is this is Lauren's website. I just had to say, I, this is not the screen that says "Be bold, be brave, be confident." But if you visit her website, that's exactly what's on her website, and and so that is the website address. That is LiveLifeWithLauren.com, and it's just an awesome website and a resource. But yes, it has that message on it to remind all of us to do that, not just you, right? And you have your message on your phone and, and reminders yeah. three times a day. <laughs> but I mean, that's what it takes to get me out of that sometimes because I'm like anybody else. I am human and I have bad days, but I have that reminder to tell me to be bold, work through that fear, be brave enough to accept the fear and work through it and be confident enough to know that you can do it. Oh my God, what an inspiring message. <laughs> what an inspiring message. And so she has, hey, she's authored the, the book, Go With Your Gut, Then Keep Going. And uh, so that's available on Amazon. Uh, and then something we didn't mention earlier was that Lauren does have a manage your mindset course that, and I, the one of the cool things about this is that she presents some uh, some samples there on her website, and uh, so that you can get a feel of how she does her course. And uh, would you like to say a couple of of words of, about the course, Lauren? Yeah, um, this was something that I did because this was a pivot of mine in COVID because. You know, I was, I wanted to do nothing but teach people how to move through fear and be able to change their own minds. And so I thought, okay, how can I teach people to do what I'm doing? And 
I was teaching what I was doing at that point because it was all the things that, you know, the things that send us in that negative, um, you know, black hole of a spiral that I used to go to go through multiple times daily. And it's all the things that all the tools that I used and I, I give some ideas in there, but, um, it is a little bit of tough love and me saying, you know, you can do this. Think about all these different things that we experience on a daily basis and think about them differently and learn to start thinking differently. And that's really how you start um, moving to the things that you want to move to is by thinking different and, you know, being okay with the fact that every day is not going to be perfect. So true. So that is the essence of mindset shifting everyone to calm the chaos, which is learn to think of things differently. And uh, so I like to say there's the glass half empty mentality. There's a glass half full mentality. There is a game you can play with people. So it's called the unfortunately, fortunately game. So I would say, unfortunately, I was stopped today for a speeding ticket. Uh, fortunately, the cop was really cute. Uh, unfortunately, I have to pay $50 for the ticket. Uh, fortunately, my tax returns just came, you know, so I yeah. do that in sessions with people to help exercise the glass half full of their brains. And, and that is exactly what mindset shifting is. Yep. It's really easy. And our brains naturally go to that negative spot and learning to shift that and say, where's the, where's the good? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Lauren, it was so great having you here today. Are there any parting words of wisdom you'd like to give our audience? And again, her website is on the screen. It'll also be in the show notes and the description for the video. That is livelifewithlauren.com. And you can access her book on Amazon and her courses through her website. Anything else to say, Lauren? You know, I would say for anybody in that dark spot, I've been there. You can get out of it. You can do it. Be bold, brave, and confident. Yes, yes. All right. And in case you forget what those three things are, what her motto is, go to her website at livelifewithlauren.com. It's right on the front page. Lauren, thank you again for being with us today on Calming the Chaos. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to Calming the Chaos podcast. If the information in this podcast has been helpful, please consider subscribing and share it with your friends. You can find this podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Music, Spotify, and on YouTube. You can also go to our podcast website at www.calmingthechaospodcast.com, where you can listen to all Calming the Chaos podcasts. Thanks so much for listening, and I look forward to sharing my next podcast episode with you. In the meantime, take care.